welcome to Slice of Salona. I am Greg Yatman. With me is Ozer Donamashiolu. Today we are talking Slice of Higher Education. Now, higher education is a very important vertical for us, as uh, I'm guessing if you're in that vertical, it's important for you too. So listen up, because today we're talking about three things in particular. First and foremost, what are the challenges, the wireless challenges currently existing in higher ed? Um, why should higher ed, as my second point, uh, consider CBRS? And finally, how can Salona fit in that equation to help you? So let's go back to the beginning of that, where we talk about the current challenges in higher ed. Ozer, wireless challenges, higher ed. You just were at Edutech recently. What? Fuck. Edutech. That's not what it's called. <laughs> yeah, let me tighten it up anyways. Okay? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Slice of Salona. I am Greg Yatman. With me is Ozer Dondamashiolu. Today we're talking slice of higher education. Now today we're going to jump into three points of this. The first one is what are the current wireless issues that are being faced in higher ed? Secondarily is why should higher ed even consider CBRS or 5G LAN? And finally, what can Salona do to help higher ed? So let's take it back to the beginning, the current issues. Now Ozer, you were just at Educause recently. Uh, you spoke to a lot of higher ed folks. What are the issues that you're hearing echoed over and over in higher ed around wireless? I mean, maybe I can start with a bit of a positive note. A lot of people love their Wi-Fi network. Um, they have gone through multiple stages of um, Wi-Fi upgrades. They're seeing increased device adoption. And Wi-Fi is the primary network for many higher ed education institutions. What Wi-Fi does it creates a bit of an addiction to wireless connectivity. Okay, so if something runs on wires in higher ed, you usually get the eye saying, what can, why can't I run that on a wireless network? So challenges start when people try to put a lot of things that were not supposed to be on a Wi-Fi network, especially the student Wi-Fi network, and they try to you know, solve more problems without sometimes, without IT's involvement. So you can have facilities team maybe trying to put up some cameras on the wireless network, parking meters start going in there and people start trying to connect their vehicles on the same Wi-Fi network. And all of a sudden the Wi-Fi that's supposed to be the, the network for students because they don't necessarily know how to use an ethernet cable it gets congested and it gets interfered with and the performance suffers indoors and outdoors and IT teams don't like that. So I would say the biggest challenge with higher education wireless right now is how do we keep this high density of users happy while we're trying to solve even more connectivity challenges may not be relevant to students, but it's definitely relevant to campus technologies, if that makes sense. That does make sense. So it goes into the second uh, question here is why consider CBRS for higher ed? I mean, why even think about it? Yeah, I mean, CBRS, which is, you know, uh, the name of private cellular spectrum here in the U.S. Um, of course, there are international versions of that, but CBRS has been the leading uh, spectrum option for many of the universities here uh, in the U.S. And it gives us an additional chunk of spectrum. So today, CBRS spectrum is supported by cradle point routers, um, IoT gateways, Apple smartphones and tablets, and Lenovo laptops, 
and many other devices, over 100, 200 devices now support the spectrum. So if the devices are there, if the spectrum is readily available, there's no reason why I cannot build a parallel wireless network on the CBRS spectrum, happens to use a highly reliable 4G or 5G stellar wireless. This technology also happens to have a very long range. So imagine a scenario. You're a large campus uh, in, a, in a university. You need to support a bunch of different campus technologies, many of them outdoors. And you don't want to touch the student Wi-Fi. And you don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on pulling new fiber cable anyway into these poles where you have video cameras, maybe other buildings. You just want to use another wireless technology. Happens to be IT friendly, but don't interfere with Wi-Fi. CBRS is an ideal option, right? So for example, Westchester University is a publicly announced customer of ours. They're using CBRS as a backhaul to additional video cameras that they're installing in the campus. Instead of spending $15,000 per fiber pool to where the cameras are. CSU Stanislaus are doing a very similar thing. They have an eight outdoor AP network covers quite a large ground, actually, over a 5 million square feet of space. And they're going to build IoT infrastructure, new campus technologies, connected IoT infrastructure, new mobile devices away from student Wi-Fi so that we kind of create this express lane of connectivity for things that are used outdoors but may not uh, require the Wi-Fi connectivity that the rest of the student population enjoys. So. The use case, I would say, is primarily outdoors, but also anything that university needs to operate and own uh, and keep connected. All right, perfect. So if you're going campus-wide, like CSU Stanislaus, which the case studies are available on our website, for example, or something smaller scale, like some of the other campuses we're working with, uh, we have an answer. And that actually goes into the next and last final bit, which is how can Solona help in higher ed to get you to the next level, to the next step, or to that network you were just discussing where you have some issues with the current network? Absolutely. So as you can tell, we have some experience in tackling these deployments. So we know where the use cases are buried, if you will, which use cases are realistic, which use cases are not, which device options are out there, what are their performance levels? So let's have a chat about what those use cases could be in your environment. The secondly, we also have been connecting some data points around the cost of deployment. What does it take to deploy these outdoor, indoor CBRS access points? Does it really benefit me from a return of investment perspective in terms of the amount of investment that I'm going to make upfront and what am I getting in return, right? So that ROI slash TCO study, we can help you tackle. And lastly, if you want to see this technology in action, as Greg probably told you in many other videos, uh, and probably later in this video too, we do have a free trial program. We can bring in an outdoor AP to your environment and maybe an indoor if you have projects that require indoor coverage and kick the tires and you can see the technology in action in your own space. So those are the three things that I think we would love to start conversations with, with our higher education prospects. 
Thank you, Ozer, and thank you for those of you who have joined us today, either listening or watching. Know that you too can get your degree in 5G land uh, in higher education. We play there. We know we're ready for you. We have the use cases. We have the, both the technology and the know-how to uh, help you out with your issues. In the meantime, however, reach out to us. Know that we do have the free trial. We can offer you a custom demo uh, that allows you to have a customized demo for your environment. Uh, and also a plethora of information in our resources site on the uh, on the homepage uh, where we have a slice of Salona and other videos and other white papers as well, including the CSU Stanislaus case study. But in the meantime, make sure you like, subscribe, and come back very soon because we have more for you. Until then, take care of yourself. Bye-bye now. Thanks, everybody.